We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 19th. The next Saturday that we're going to have is September 23rd. And Ryan Roberts, my dude, this is a game that has been marked on calendars for Notre Dame fans for quite some time. It is the Ohio State Buckeyes come to town against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in a huge, huge matchup for this season, Ryan. There is a lot at stake in this game for both teams, and we're going to dive into that uh, during the show. We're going to talk about just kind of what this game is going to, how this game is going to impact the 23 season for both teams, for college football in general. We'll talk about, you know, what's at stake for Notre Dame from a big picture standpoint, because there is a lot more at stake, big picture for Notre Dame. And and I believe there is for Ohio State as well, which we'll talk about. And then after that, we'll kind of talk about how, where this game stands compared to other big games from Notre Dame at Notre Dame Stadium. And then we'll dive into an overview of Ohio State. We'll talk about the Buckeyes and what we've seen from them and their their first three games and, and uh, you know, some of the complaints about how bad they looked in their first two games in which they didn't have a single game that was decided by less than 20 points. You know what I mean? Like it's the typical, you know, early season overreactions that people get. I just find it funny that the same Ohio State fans that were ready to fire everyone two weeks ago are now saying because of a game against Western Kentucky, they're just going to roll Notre Dame and everybody else. It's just – it is funny seeing those irrational uh, overreactions in, in both directions. But the fact of the matter is, Ryan – these are two really good football teams that are squaring yeah. off against each other on Saturday. And the game is going to have major implications for both teams, not just the both teams, but also for the college football world. There's going to be a lot of people with their eyes on what happens in South Bend on, on Saturday night. Well, I think for Notre Dame, I mean, I, I think you got a little glimpse into how good they potentially could be when that North Carolina state game, obviously, you know, them playing a good football team in North Carolina state going on the road and, manhandling him for the most part after the weather delay. But I really think, Brian, like I talked to a recruit yesterday that I kind of asked about just like his excitement about the game. And he had said something like, this is kind of a, a a time to see your true colors as a football team, this type of game, right? Because Notre Dame up to this point has played three inferior opponents and one good football team. Ohio State has played an inferior schedule up until this point. So this is the first major test for both sides, right? A team that is on your caliber, that is on your level, and that you need to play a really good football game in order to win. That's what's on stake here, right? I mean, you could have played a B-minus game and potentially still beaten an NC State, for instance. You can't play a B-minus game and expect to just beat Ohio State unless they just play an F game, right? Like, that's just not how this is necessarily going to work. So I really think that this one is going to be one where We've learned a little bit about this team up until this point. I think there's been a lot of positive signs. There's been still some question marks that have arose after the first four games. But for me, like this is the one where how good is Notre Dame? We'll know a lot more after this week. And the same thing for Ohio State on the other side, right? Like I, I they played a little bit of a better opponent last week compared to the first couple. They played Western Kentucky, which is a you know a fine group of five program. But playing against a team like Notre Dame, you're going to be able to see the strengths more, you're going to be able to see the blemishes, and you're going to be able to see what really matters on both sides. So I think that this one is one where it's kind of a measuring stick for both sides of the, of the of the game to know just how good is Notre Dame, just how good Ohio State is, and it's going to be a great test for both teams, in my opinion. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. So, when you look at it, Ryan, from a big picture standpoint, these are two teams that are playoff contenders heading into the season. When you go into in a, a, a matchup like this late September matchup and it's two top 10 teams, those teams are in the playoff contention. There's no doubt about it. Both teams still have big matchups left on their schedules that will define their seasons. Obviously Notre Dame has USC. We'll actually have Duke next week. Who's a top 20 team right now. You've got USC on the docket, which is top five right now, ranked higher than Ohio state at the present moment. They have Clemson on the schedule. I anticipate Clemson being back inside the top 20 by the time that game comes around so there's still Louisville is undefeated right now. So there's a lot that's going to determine how these two teams do. And neither team, if they lose this game, is out of the playoff hunt. But they're both in very much a single elimination situation where it's not even just about winning anymore. It's about how you win, you know, especially for Notre Dame because they won't have a conference championship game. If Ohio State loses this game and they win the rest of their games, they're the conference champs because this is a non-conference game. For Notre Dame, they don't have that opportunity. So it comes down to not only do you got to win the rest of your games, but you're going to have to put some style points on the board against some of these teams as well. So, you know, there's a lot at stake for both of these teams. A loss by either is not a program ender. I mean, a season sure. ender for playoff berth. But I will say this, a win is a huge boost to their resumes. And and I would argue, and I don't think anyone would really push back on this, a win for Notre Dame does even more for their resume than a win for o- Ohio State does for theirs just because of the perception of the two teams. The perception right. of beating Notre Dame, it's like, well, you beat Notre Dame in a big game. Okay, that's – you were the literally the road favorite over a – you're going on the road against a top-10 team and you're the favorite, right? I think that says a lot about the perception of Notre Dame, to be honest with you, in these moments. And then you look at for Ohio State, you know, it's one of those things, Ryan, where, you know, if they if they lose this game, the perception is they lost to an inferior opponent. But yep. they go out there and beat Penn State and beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, they're they're gonna be fine. You know, so so 
I think both teams are in a position where if they win out, they're they're they both have real strong playoff resumes. But I think a loss hurts Ohio State. I uh, would say a little bit more perception wise, which we'll get into big picture and for this season. Here, it's going to be interesting, Ryan. Too, as you get into what's the margin of the game? Is it a competitive game? Does one team blow the other team out? Which right. I could see happening? I could see this game not being competitive one way or the other, just because sometimes they go that way. Like we've learned that in in past years. You know, we the you know, Oklahoma game in 2012. You think of the Clemson game last year. They're the, the Ohio State's last two matchups against Michigan have been that way. Their last matchup against Penn State ended up not being really close in the fourth quarter. Penn State trying to battle back. So sometimes games go like this, LSU, Florida State. But on paper, I mean, it's it's a it's a despite what Ohio State people think and say, this is going to be a competitive game as far as sure. what, what's going to be on the field. There's really good talent on both sides of the ball on both teams. I think that the perception's trending in Notre Dame's favor a little bit too, because I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago that Notre Dame was, I think the, I think it originally opened at like seven and a half point underdogs right now. So now it's down to three. It would open up this week. So I think the perception of Notre Dame is, is trending in the right direction, you know, especially after the North Carolina state. And so I think that Notre Dame is starting to get a little bit more credit, but at the end of the day, you're going to come into this football game in prove-it mode. And and that prove-it mode doesn't just count from national perspective too, Brian. Like I think that there's going to be a, a, quite a few football players in Notre Dame that in the back of their mind, they're going to say, you know, like we think we could win, but we have to prove it to ourselves still, right? Like you still have to show that you can win against Ohio State in a big stage and then come out on the other side because I think for Notre Dame, it's a great opportunity because Ohio State, in my opinion anyway, this doesn't mean that they're the best football team on the schedule necessarily, but I think they're the most talented football team that Notre Dame is going to play in the regular season. And I think if you go and show that you can beat a team like that and you're able to flex your muscles a little bit, that you have an opportunity to prove to yourself and to the young guys on your football team and to everybody on your football team that we can compete with anyone, man. Like, don't be gun shy. Don't be afraid of competition. You know, we can – play against any team on our schedule and we have a chance to win for Ohio state. It's about separation, right? Like they've, they've been the power of the Midwest, right? From a recruiting perspective, from a play perspective for a very long time, even though Michigan's beat them the last couple of years, but they are still what people want to dethrone in the Midwest, you know, kind of that power principle. So from Ohio state, it's about, you know, Notre Dame is in the, the second tier of Midwest powers, right? As far as them being below us, we need to keep them there, right? right. Like no one's going to gain on us. We need to keep that separation. So Notre Dame, so I think Ohio State's going to try to separate and Notre Dame's going to have that kind of, hopefully that prove it moment of like, we could, we could do this, right. man. Like this doesn't have to be the way that it's been etched in stone for the last few years. It doesn't have to be that way. I think in a lot of ways for Notre Dame in this season, and we'll get to the big picture aspect next because there's a lot to that, Ryan, which you which you started to touch on. When you when you look at what it would do for this Notre Dame team this year, there's the resume boost and all that and the recruiting boost. This is a very confident Notre Dame football team. Yep. And they're going to go into this game thinking they're very good. This sure. is one of those games to me that defines how good you are as a yeah. team to yourself. And it could very much have a, a springboard effect like we've seen from past Notre Dame teams when they've had wins like this. When you think of there's the greatest example is when they beat Stanford in 2012. Now, I'm not saying that Stanford program was as, was as good as Ohio State's program. It was close, but it wasn't quite that good. And it definitely wasn't good as good that season. That was a very good Stanford team. That was a year after Andrew Luck, right? I mean, that Stanford team, it ended up going 12-2, and ended up being a pretty good football team, Uh, went undefeated the rest of the way, beat a ranked Oregon State team, beat number two Oregon on the road, beat Wisconsin in the the, uh, Rose Bowl. But it wasn't the same as beating the 2011 team with Andrew Luck, right? I mean, that that, they weren't quite that. But from a mental roadblock standpoint, that game was, that was the team that you just could not beat. There was nobody below the fifth-year senior class that had played in a game against Stanford where they had won. And in all honesty, Ryan, outside of you know some some seniors and fifth-year seniors, they hadn't even played in a Stanford game that was competitive. You know, I mean, so the 2010 game was a blowout. The 2011 game was was 
not a blowout, but not competitive. It was 28-14, and Stanford didn't even play well in that game, if you remember that. And and when they beat that Stanford team in 2012, that team just had a different level to it. It, it, it really did. And they just kind of went out. It's like once they beat Stanford, you knew they were going to beat Oklahoma. You knew they were going to beat everybody else on their schedule the rest of the way, and, and they did. And I think this is the kind of game that could have that sort of that sort of impact for this Notre Dame football team. And for Ohio State, it's just a get back on track type of game. You know, let's be honest. Ohio State has not played well in these games in recent years. And and people can just point to Michigan, but it's not just about Michigan. You know, yes, Michigan beat them the last two years. That you know that that's obviously big. But in 2021, you know they they played a, a game against Oregon at the beginning of the season at home and and got beat and got got physically beat up. It was a competitive game because Ohio State's really talented and put up a lot of yards. But it was one of those games, Ryan, where you know they don't exactly have the greatest track record in some of these big games in recent years. And this is one of those games to me that could do for Ohio State what similar to what I think it could do for Notre Dame, especially if Notre Dame comes out and plays well. If Notre right. Dame comes out and plays well, there's a level of respect that will, that Ohio State players will will have about this football team. I don't think Ohio State respects Notre Dame. I don't. I, there's nothing that they've said or done as a program. Forget fans. That Ohio State fans don't respect anybody. But if you look at it, Ryan, I don't think that there's a lot of respect for Notre Dame within the program. They think they played like crap last year and beat Ohio State or beat Notre Dame by 11. And in some ways, there's some truth to that. You know, sure. but we could dive into that, pick that apart. I don't care to relitigate last year's game, but I don't think there's a lot of respect there for Notre Dame. If Notre Dame comes out and punches them in the mouth and they're throwing blows and you're getting blows thrown back and then you're having to counter punch Notre Dame and they go they go out and win a dogfight, I think that's one of those games that could be a spark for Ohio State as well, Ryan, because this is a team, in my opinion, that's just kind of at times in the regular season tends to just kind of go through the motions because they're just really talented and better than everybody else. And it's it's jumped up and bit them in the behind a little bit in, in recent years. So it, it could prove that way for for Ohio State as well, maybe. But I really think this is a game that that is there's a lot more on on at stake for Notre Dame to me from a perception standpoint than Ohio State as far as winning. And yeah. somebody said this in the chat, and I and I think there's some 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 truth to that. I'm going to pull this up here real quick. Uh, Joe Dinosaur says this game is a lose-lose for Ohio State. It's like playing the Browns. If Ohio State wins, they should win. If they lose, Notre Dame Super Bowl and Ohio State sucks. I mean, there, there's. I think that's a little bit of an overreaction. I, I think people will say, "Well, you know, Ohio, Notre Dame's, you know, Notre Dame's better than they used to be, but still Notre Dame." Sure. So beating beating Notre Dame is kind of like, yeah, it's what you're supposed to do, you know. So I, I perception wise, but I, I, I think the playoff committee has been very high on Notre Dame. Throughout, whenever Notre Dame's good, the playoff committee tends to really like Notre Dame. We've seen that, Ryan. We the, even the 2021 team that you and I didn't think was a very good team. It was 11 and one, but it wasn't a very good team. Had a lot of ugly wins that year. They were fifth in the playoff rankings that year. They're they're one more team losing on on that championship weekend away from being in the playoff. You was know, that the, the Auburn Alabama year, right? Yeah, Where if yeah. Auburn beats Alabama, it's like, oh, Notre Dame might get to get here somehow. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and and you know, you look at the 2017 season. Notre Dame had climbed up all the way to number three, even with the loss to Georgia at the beginning of the season. 2015, yep. they climbed in the top four. So the play, number they were number one for a bit in, I believe, in 2020. They at least got up to number two, and even with the loss in the last game of the season in the ACC title game, they still got in the playoff. Yep. So I think the committee likes Notre Dame. I, so I think from a playoff committee standpoint, beating Notre Dame is going to be impactful for Ohio State and is the kind of win they can get to where they can still get in the playoff with a loss to Michigan or Penn State down the road. Sure. One of those. Yep. And so I do think it helps them quite a bit. But for Notre Dame, Ryan, this is what we'll transition next. I mean, it, it's not Notre Dame Super Bowl, but it's a it is a from a big picture standpoint, Ryan. This is a, a program-defining game, meaning who are you right now? Are you yeah. a team that's just not there yet and not really close because Ohio State comes onto your field and kicks your butt? You're close but not there yet? You play in a, a hard-fought game but you lose in the end? Or is this your, yeah, we have arrived moment? Sure. And and that's, that's really what's at stake for Notre Dame on Saturday. Well, I, I, I would coin it as setting expectations, right? And it's it because we always talk about setting expectations as far as this is the coach's expectations. This is what he's 
drilling into his football team. This is what they want to achieve as goals every single year and, and define their program as, right? And it, but it's a lot easier to say things than to achieve things, right? To, to have the action behind it. And I think that this is a type of game that can truly cement what your goals are for a season, right? What, what you are capable of, you know, we could talk about the, the standard all we want, but in the end, the standard has to be defined by actions, right? And because we will hear coach, coach Freeman talk about this until he's blue in the face, you know, about, you know, what Notre Dame stands for and what Notre Dame is and what Notre Dame needs to be and championships and all those great things. Cause that's how it should be. But the fact of the matter is, is that's not what Notre Dame has been in recent right. years, right? And with the actions this week, a team that, you know, won championship in the last 10 years in 2014, but has been a team that has consistently been in the playoffs for the most part. They just took the national champions down to the wire, gave them their, you know, uh, toughest test last year as far as a, a difficult game. So I really think that Ohio State is that brand, similar to how Notre Dame's a brand. Ohio State's a brand that's built off of they've won a lot of games over the years, right? They have been that that Midwestern power. And Notre Dame has a chance to, I think, solidify what the standards are at Notre Dame for this team, right? Not the mm-hmm. overall standards because the standards have been built upon what Newt Rockney and Eric Parsegian and all those guys have done, Lou Holtz, the greats that have come through Notre Dame. Right. But in the Marcus Freeman era, what are the standards of Notre Dame football? What are the expectations of Notre Dame football? I think the game against Ohio State can show you what those should be and what they are currently because talk is cheap, action means everything, and I think Notre Dame, if they're able to come out with a big victory in this, even if it's a a nail-biter where they play really well, I think that that is from the national perspective of like, oh, Notre Dame might be all right, right? Like Georgia already has – Notre Dame already has Georgia's respect with how they've taken them down to the wire a couple of times. But they also have Ohio State's respect because Ohio State took them down to the wire last year. You don't think that Georgia's going to look at Notre Dame and be like, oh, they might be they might be real. They might Ohio be State has Georgia play. has Georgia's respect. Yeah, they took them down to the okay, wire I last you. year. I yeah. thought you were saying yeah. they had Notre Dame. Ohio State had Notre Dame had Ohio State's respect. I'm with no, you. no, no, no. Yes, oh, oh, Notre correct. Dame yeah. has Georgia's respect for what yeah. they've done over the last couple yep. of times they played. Yeah, yep. On same page. So, so Ryan, when you when you look at what's at stake for Notre Dame from a big picture standpoint, there's a lot of different things to this. Number one is we've said this before on this show plenty of times. If you want to be considered a national power from a championship standpoint, not, not from perception, because like Notre Dame's a powerhouse program from a, a marketing, a, a perception brand. standpoint, a brand standpoint. It is a powerhouse yep. from a brand standpoint. Yep. And a lot of people say, we well, you know Notre Dame's not relevant because they haven't won in X number of years. And it's like, well, that has nothing to do with relevance. That should speak more to the brand that they're still as relevant as a brand despite not winning in 35 years or whatever, right? And and not really having a team that was even competitive on that stage in in a long time. So brand-wise, Notre Dame's a powerhouse. But what Notre Dame has not been since 1993, really, is a football powerhouse. And and that 88 to 93 stretch is the last time that that, that Notre Dame was a, a football powerhouse in our view. And in any really anyone's view. And so if you want to become a football powerhouse, meaning for what you're doing on the field, not your brand, not your recruiting prowess and not any of that stuff, but what you are on the field, if you want to become a national power, you have to first be the best team or even second best team in your region. And right now, I would say if you look at the last five years, Notre Dame is the number two program in the last five years. But for the last two, Michigan has been significantly better program than Notre sure. Dame on the field. And and so you have a right now you're at risk of falling to three, as opposed to being number one, and this is one of those games, Ryan, that can kind of prove that because no matter how I mean, look, you look at Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan's beat them two years in a row, and it hasn't resulted in them winning a whole lot of recruiting battles against Ohio State. Notre Dame's already winning some recruiting battles against Ohio State. Now Ohio State's winning more against Notre Dame than the other way around, but as we saw with the Kingston Villiama also pick up they're they're starting to win some of those battles right this is one of those games ryan that can set put put notre dame in that standard of saying hey guys we are the best team in the midwest now there's a lot they'd have to prove to be that and then the next step becomes well look you know well it's still ohio state no it's not ohio state hasn't won a title since 2014 now that's 
more recent, you know, way more recently than Notre Dame or Michigan. However, when you look at it, you say, well, they've they've lost to Michigan two years in a row. They've lost to now Notre Dame this year, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they're, they're kind of at the very least on the same level as those teams. If Notre Dame wins, if, if Michigan beats Notre Dame, then they just kind of reassert themselves as we are still the, the powerhouse team in the Midwest. And then I've said this before, Ryan, I still think they beat Michigan this year. I've, I've been saying it all summer, but I also said it last year too. So we'll see how that goes. But this is one of those things where you start to say, okay, we are that team in the Midwest. And then now you kind of start to now, okay, now bring on USC. Now bring on those type of programs because you got to, you got to do this one first. And, and so I think from the very least, from a, a regional standpoint, this gives Notre Dame a chance to, to assert themselves as the power in the Midwest now. And Hey, look, yep. Ohio state needed to for a, a second half comeback to beat us last year. And our head coach's first game with a starting quarterback, making his first career start with a new coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now we've got some time under our belt. We've got some of our own recruits on the field, and boom, here's what we did to you. That That's what's at stake for Notre Dame. Or, well, you can have however many games you want. You can get whatever transfer quarterback you want. You still can't beat us. That's that's really sure. what the dichotomy is when it comes to establishing yourself as the power in the Midwest. And that's the first that's the first thing that Notre Dame can achieve with a win on Saturday, in my opinion. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When I talked about it a little bit yesterday in the recruiting, well, not a little bit, I talked about it in the recruiting show yesterday as far as what the relevance is from the Midwest perspective. And I I, I, we, I think we've talked about this a ton, but I've definitely talked about this in the past, is that Notre Dame is climbing the ladder to get back to the top of college football. But you can't just skip over Ohio State and Michigan and, and those schools, right? Like you can't just say, oh, we're at the top now with Georgia off of a big victory. Like, no, like you have to – First show that you are the power in your region, in the area where you do a lot of your recruiting, where you are going to battle these teams on a year-to-year basis. I mean, right now, Ohio State is going to win because I'm, I'm looking at this from a recruiting perspective as well. Ohio State has won, obviously, the last few times Notre Dame has played, you know, the five times or whatever it's been in my lifetime, four times, whatever. But they also have won a lot of recruiting battles, Right. And because Notre Dame is going to compete with Ohio State in multiple ways. It's not just on the field. It's also on the recruiting trail. It's in the perception battle. Like all those things matter so much. And in order for Notre Dame to do that, and again, I'm thinking about recruiting here for a second, because it's great that you have a charismatic head coach that can come in and that can really just capture the imaginations of people and the message, right? That's great. It's also great that you're putting together a coaching staff that I believe is going to be better at developing consistently across the board on, on your team. But the next step also is that you need to be able to show that why would this player who brings a big background, big recruiting profile, why would he not want to come to Notre Dame over Ohio State, right? Why would he not want to do that? And those battles are what you are really striving for on the micro level. You know, we'll talk about the macro when you get to now the national perspective, because that's even bigger. But before Notre Dame is able to climb the ladder to the highest point to where Notre Dame wants to go, you have to be able to beat the teams that are, quote unquote, in your backyard. You have to do it. Ohio State, Michigan, those schools, you have to be the premier before then you could say, now we're going to be the premier in all of college football, a national perspective. That's the first step for me. Tied into that, Ryan. There's yep. other layers to this because Ohio State is the Midwestern power, just like we laid out. But they're also considered one of the big three of college football right now. Now, we can argue whether this is accurate or not, but whenever you listen to national pundits talk about who the best programs are in college football, they have three that they'll talk about. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. Now, if I'm Michigan, I'm pulling my hair out because I'm like, hold on a second. We're the back-to-back Big Ten champs, and we've curb stomped Ohio State each of the last two years. But what did you do when you got to the postseason? Nothing. Right. You right. got beat both times. You got blown out by Georgia, and you lost a flipping TCU. 
right? I mean, so that that's the perception. Now, I think TCU was a good football team. I predicted the TCU win that game, so I wasn't shocked by it. It was a good football team, very talented football team last season. And kind of everything went right for them last year. Sure. But that's the perception, is they are also a national program. And the reality is, Ryan, Notre Dame has two huge wins over Clemson in the last three years. But the, but the, the fact of the matter is, Neither of those games get the same credence as as, a, as you get if you would have if you're to beat Ohio State this year, or if you're if you'll beat George in the postseason or Bam in the postseason, because Clemson's not not viewed the same. Either neither of those Clemson teams are viewed the same. We've even laid that out that these aren't the same. You didn't beat a, you never beat Trevor Lawrence, you never beat Deshaun Watson. You almost beat Deshaun Watson, but right now the last ten years Notre Dame is defined more by their almost games than they are by actual wins let's be honest well, well, because those even, two clemson teams they beat aren't respected to be honest yeah. with you well i'm thinking about the reactions to the clemson victory last year brian i felt like there was more reactions of man clemson the, the the train is done now right like the the rain is done for clemson they need to kind of have a reboot and barely anybody talked about like maybe there's a little bit of a rise that's happening at the University of Notre Dame. So I think the perception is is that Clemson's on the downtrot, not necessarily that Notre Dame's on the up and coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that I think that 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 exactly. opinion is out there. I would say 100. percent And I think there's some fairness to that opinion. To be honest sure. with you, I don't think that they beat a a vintage Clemson team in 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 2020. That ended up being a, a Clemson team that was in the playoff. They had Trevor Lawrence, they had Travis Etienne, but it was also a team that didn't have Trevor Lawrence in that game. They didn't have Tyler Davis in that game. And let's be honest, the fact that it was a game played in front of 20,000 people takes some of the magnitude of that game away. It does. Last year's win over Clemson was a, a big win at the time. It was a huge win for Notre Dame. It, it was, but it was not a – you're now on the level where you beat one of the big boys because Clemson has not been considered that perception-wise – since Trevor left, that's just the fact of the matter. It just, it's just reality. And I don't know that Clemson will be perceived that way this year either because they already have a loss to Duke. No matter what they do between now and Notre Dame, Ryan, there's nothing they're going to do that's going to make people think, oh, you're vintage Clemson team. Because teams, right. people still don't respect the ACC. I think that's incorrect, especially with what's happening on the field this year in the ACC. But that's the reality of it. This is still a team that's considered one of the big boys. And Notre Dame hasn't really beat one of the big boys in a long time. Uh, you mentioned how Notre Dame has Georgia's respect because they took them down to the wire. But you know what their record is in those two games? 0-2, right? Sure. That's that's the reality of it. And so if you want to be considered a, a tier one team, and this is what we're getting at, you can't be a team that, boy, you guys really played Georgia close. You guys gave Georgia everything you could handle. Boy, you guys had a lead on Ohio State until late in the third quarter. Job well done. Yeah, I mean, you got lost by 11, and Ohio State missed a field goal in the fourth quarter, in the second half. But, you know, hey, you guys hung in there for a while because we expected you to get blown out. Like, that's where Notre Dame is. They they played Ohio State to an 11-point game, and people are shocked. Wow, that was well done by Notre Dame. Like, that, yeah. how bad, how sad is that for where you are as a program that you lose to by 11, and people are like, wow, you guys you guys hung in there. It's like, like a little condescending pat on the back, like, good job, Skippy. You guys didn't yeah. get beat by 40 like we all expected you to. That's where Notre Dame is as a program. That, that's just that's just the fact. And so you can you can say it's not fair, whatever the case may be, but the fact of the matter is you are going to be perceived that way until you win one of these games against sure. the team. And and I kind of in some ways feel like like people are already um I, I feel like people are already sort of setting up an attempt to diminish this game by drop keep they keep dropping Ohio State in the rankings, even though they they're winning. But this is still Ohio State. It's still a team that's going to have a bunch. I mean, Ryan, you and I talked about it. We've seen 14 different players from this Ohio State team projected as a first round pick by somebody, right? right? This is this, you know, which is a little nuts, but that's that's where we're at. This is the kind of win that you can't spin away. You'll though people will try, but you can't spin it away. And that's what's at stake for Notre Dame. Well, I mean, I mean, I think that I think that Ohio State, you know, it's not proven production all the way around, but I I would say that they have one of the top three to four rosters in all of college football. Like that's what I would say, right? And at the end of the day, Ohio State has enough talent where even if you're not, they're not playing incredibly well, they still have a chance to win a football game because hey, Marvin Harrison can still make a play out of structure, right? A, a Mecca Buka can make a big play. 
one of these running backs can break off something. You know, Steel Chambers can make a big play in the middle. Tommy Eichenberg. Like, there's so many talented football players on this roster that it's not like like Clemson for one, Brian. Like, Clemson still had a lot of talent last year, but it's not quite as talented as what it had been in their heyday. This Ohio State team is still as talented as they have been over the last few years. It's just now about, you know, they might be a little weak in a couple areas where you need to be a little bit stronger. And that's a conversation that we'll have, obviously, during this football game and leading up to this football game. But at the end of the day, this is an Ohio State team that is not lacking in talent, folks. I mean, there's a reason that so many players are being projected there. Are all of them, like, should all of them be in these first-round mock drafts? Absolutely not. But the reason that they are is because they are talented, right? right? They are incredibly talented football players, and you're kind of betting on the upside. And there's some positions that need to be better for Ohio State and need to be developed more properly. But at the end of the day, it's a talented team. So, no, you can't wipe away the legitimacy of a Notre Dame victory if they're able to beat Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, that means that they played a team that you have not had on-field success for against in a long time, and you beat a team that has a lot of future NFL players. Right. That's that's it. Right. You beat a really talented football team if you beat Ohio State. There's uh, the, the, it's funny just listening to like I'm reading some of the stuff in the chat, Ryan, and and like yeah. um, it, it it's comical because it just shows the perception of who Notre Dame is. Ohio State fans have no concept of who Notre Dame is. Like it's so obvious mm-hmm. when you listen to their pundits and people jump in the chat. Like a guy's now saying, uh, you know. Notre Dame doesn't have a home run back. And I'm like, okay, they just had an 80-yard touchdown against NC State and a 72-yard touchdown come back. But sure, they're running backs averaging over eight yards a carry. But yeah, sure, buddy. You know, it, yeah. it just – but that's the reality. And it's like this. You guys can – we can complain about it as fans and analysts all we want. But until you until you win one of these games, that's just going to be who you are. That's the world you yeah. live in until you give them a reason not to. Who, I mean, that's who, the fact of the matter. Who's – which team has the leading rusher coming into this game out of the two teams? Which has the leading yard per carry average coming into this game? Right. I mean, I, we are right. just – for some reason, we're not giving enough credit to Audrey Estime. And not us, obviously, right. but like just – Well, as yeah, and it's like, well, they haven't played yeah. anybody. And I'm like, okay, but they're still having better success running the football than Ohio State, and the, and they've played better rush defenses than what Ohio State has played so far. 100%. But again, we could do this all day. This is This is who – this is who you're the world you're going to live in until you win these type of games. Sure. Right. Like you and I can talk to her blue in the face about how good NC state is it's NC state. You're yeah. not defined at Notre Dame by beating NC state. You're not defined yeah. at Notre Dame by beating Navy and beating Tennessee state and central Michigan. Now Ohio state can go blow out Western Kentucky and people can say, Hey, they're back. They're fine. Why? Because they have proven it in the past. And so when they show that kind of performance, it's like, Oh, Okay. This is the team that they are because they, Ohio State, they've already created their standard as a program. exactly. Yep. They exactly. have a national championship in the college football playoff era. Right. They've won multiple play. They played in the national championship game in 2020. They took Georgia down to the wire last year, and and sure. I think the the Ohio State argument that if Marvin Harrison doesn't get hurt, they win that game. I, I there's merit to that in my opinion. I don't think that they lose that game if Marvin Harrison gets hurt. But that's the, that's where they are. Whereas Notre Dame's last two playoff appearances, you know, your head football coach from that football team is saying, well, "Yeah, but we didn't lose to Alabama as bad as Ohio State did, and Ugh. we didn't lose to Clemson as bad as Alabama did." That's not where you want to be, right? Like we're that's talking about a moral that's a victory sad place to be, right? Yeah, we're, we're trying to find a moral loss, victory off of losing their blowout loss, right? right exactly. Right. What was the what was the Clemson score? It was like twenty eight three or or thirty to three, right? I think was the final score of that for they, yeah. they lost by twenty seven, and then Bama yeah. lost to them by twenty eight forty four to yeah. sixteen. Yeah, I remember. And, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Dabo said, "Oh, Notre Dame was the best team we played all year." It's like, oh hey. man, that was exactly what Brian wanted to hear. <laughs> Brian Kelly. So, yeah. yeah. What's funny is that actually is I've heard that I was told yeah. I was told at the time after Notre Dame, after Clemson beat Notre Dame, I got calls that week from people that I know in the coaching business. that are like Clemson is ecstatic. They're like they were way more worried about Notre Dame than they were Bama. And then, of course, they went out there and steamrolled Alabama. But the fact of the matter is, is Notre Dame lost 30 to three. That team yep. Clemson was afraid of, not afraid of, but had a lot of respect for. And knew it was going to be right. a tough game. They beat by twenty seven. You know, yeah. oh, they the, the you know we only lost to to you know to uh, Alabama by by seventeen, where Ohio State lost by twenty something. I'm like, uh, sure. a 
you scored with a minute left to make it a, that that score of a game, and B Alabama Alabama pulled the starters in like late third quarter yeah. because they knew they had to get ready to go play Ohio State. Like that's the world that Notre Dame has been in. It's the moral victories, and and that's not where Notre Dame is supposed to be, Ryan. And this is the kind of game that starts to change that narrative. Now you can't win this game and then go lose to USC and lose to Clemson and sure. you know and kind of fall apart. You've got to build on it. But this is the kind of game that if you build on it correctly, changes your perception. It does. It changes your Midwestern perception. It changes your recruiting perception, and it changes your national perception. It does. Yep. Now it won't change your perception of Ohio State fans because they'll just say, "Well, our team's not very good this year," and that's who they are. But I don't care about them. It's about yeah. changing that national perception, especially from a recruiting standpoint. It, it does. And so that's what's at stake for Notre Dame this week, Ryan. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's what's at you, stake. You, you know, my favorite part about this program, Brian, right now under Marcus Freeman, is that even if Marcus Freeman, even if they lose this football game and they don't quite achieve their expectations, I don't think I'm ever going to hear from Marcus Freeman of like, of a, oh, well, we played really well, though. No, right. Like the standard, right? Like if you want to preach the standard, you have to live by the standard. So, yeah, right. this is a great opportunity for Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has a great op- a great chance to win this football game as well, which we'll talk about obviously during this week. But yes, they have a chance to kind of flip the narrative on its head, and that's what you need to do if you're Notre Dame. This is the first big step in 2023 to show that that narrative is switching right that you're changing that narrative so that's what's on stake for Ed saturday man is that they have that opportunity in front of them it's now about capitalizing on that and then come being ready to play so why did clemson start getting respect back in like 15 and 16 because they started winning some of those games yeah, they beat florida state when florida yeah. state was considered a, still a power they beat notre dame in 2015 they didn't and then of course they took bama to the wire but then they kicked the door down the next year and beat alabama Right. That's how they became that team. It's what they did on the field. Not a boy. They beat Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. They beat LSU in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Like they did all those things. It was on field success that earned yep. them that. Why is Michigan getting the benefit of the doubt? And they're the number two team in the country, despite the fact they've lost both. I mean, their record in the playoff is the same as Notre Dame's. Oh, and two. Right. I mean, it's like they haven't won that. What's the difference, though? They have two wins over Ohio State. So they're going to get that. They, they've beat Penn State the last two years. So they're, they're, they're going to get that benefit of the doubt because they've earned it with who they've beaten. And when, when you look at Notre Dame's playoff teams, you know, 2018, they beat Michigan. Michigan wasn't a great team that year. They were good, but sure. Notre Dame beat them by a touchdown. Then Ohio State hung 60 on them at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Uh, Notre Dame's 2020 playoff team. You beat Clemson a hobbled Clemson, but then they end up beating you by 24 the next game. Who else did you beat that year? North Carolina, Pitt, BC, yeah. that's your claim. You know, So that's really what it comes down to is the the your reputation is built off who you beat, not who you almost beat. Who you I'm almost sorry. beat gets you a little pat on the back. You got to start winning these games. And and I look, I will say this too, Ryan, this is the most confident I've been in a Notre Dame football team that they don't have to play out of their minds and play perfect and have everything go their way. Like to beat, could Notre Dame have beat Bama in 2020? Sure. If Bama would have had multiple turnovers and if Notre Dame could have caught a couple breaks with some big plays and some things, sure, sure. They, they could have pulled off an upset, but it would have, they would have needed to play like that kind of perfect game. Same in 20, 2018. I think the 2018 had a much better shot at beating Clemson if they would have played better than, sure. but they still needed, they still needed some breaks. They needed that fumble on the kick return to be recovered and give them that short field. They needed those type of things to go their way. They couldn't afford to have your quarterback turn a ball over instead of throwing a touchdown pass. This yeah. is one of those games where it's just kind of like, just play your game. You don't have to play out of your mind. Just play your game. And this is the first time in a long time I've actually felt that about a Notre Dame football team where they don't have to play out of their minds and hope that Ohio State shoots themselves in the foot. It's go play your game. And if they play their game, they'll have a shot to win this football game at the end. And that's – because, like, here's the funny thing about the Clemson game last year. They're not even to play that well last year against Clemson on offense. Their offense was average at best. They, so it wasn't the perfect game for Notre Dame. But they they just they showed that, hey, we have the type of talent that if it, we can go make some of these plays and go do some different things. And that's where Notre Dame is at in this game. And we'll break down, you know, I'll have a I'll have my pawn, I'll have my midweek rundown tomorrow. I'll break down different aspects of the game. Ryan and I'll do our keys to victory on on Thursday and we'll break it down that way as well, Ryan. But, but you know, that's kind of what has me really looking forward to seeing this game is, is seeing that part of it is 
this is a team that, in my opinion, that that has the pieces in place that if they play their game, this is a game yep. that they win on Saturday. I'm, I'm excited to see who brings the juice on Saturday. And I, I talk about that all the time, but this is the first team in a long time, because I agree with you in the fact that I think this is a different type of Notre Dame team as far as their ability to not play their best, but still be able to capitalize on mistakes and still be able to capitalize off of their strengths. But the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to on Saturday is Ohio State is going to treat Notre Dame like their little brother in that football game, right? They're going to come out and there's just going to be at you don't have, you don't have, Ryan Day does not have to pump up that that team this week to make them think that they could beat Notre Dame. They think they, they could beat Notre Dame because they have beaten Notre Dame, right? Like they, that's the standard that they've already created in their program. In order for Notre Dame to flip that narrative, they have to be able to come out and whether that is Audrey Estime or Benjamin Morrison or Cam Hartz or Xavier Watts and or hopefully a, a bunch of them combined, they have to come out and they have to show a little bit of swagger, man. Like, I don't care what the past has been. Like, this is changing right now, man. Because right. in order for something to change permanently, there has to be a starting point. There has to be. And for a senior like Cam Hartz or one of the older players on the roster, you have a chance to leave Notre Dame in a better place than where you found it, right? Like that's the standard that you are creating at the University of Notre Dame. For a younger guy, you have a chance to flip the narrative for the next X amount of years that you're right. going to be a part of the program. You know, a Jaden Greathouse maybe makes a big play in this football game. Maybe Aldrick Estime makes a big play, you know, Price or or Love or whoever it might be. They have a chance to set that precedent that like, hey, guys – we're here, bud. Like, we're here. We don't care about what team X, Y, and Z did. The 2023 version is here to do some stuff, right? So I'm excited for them coming out of that tunnel. Let's see the energy. Kickoff. Sideline going crazy. Jumping. Getting ready. Celebrating big plays. I want to see all that on Saturday because Notre Dame, in order for them to defeat a team that feels like they are superior, you have to play with a little bit of edge and a little bit of swagger to you. And that's what I think is the biggest difference between Team 2023 to Team 2022 and even before that, is I think that this team plays with a little bit of different swagger to them, man. They carry themselves a little bit different. And I hope that that's just a consistent thing, a part of Coach Marcus Freeman's you know standard and his program. But Notre Dame has to show up on Saturday – knowing that they're the best team, but also carrying themselves right. like they're the best team. It's got to be outward, man. Like you don't have to, you know, late hit people and celebrate and taunt and all, right. do all that type of stuff, right? But you have to have a little bit of like, oh, they're playing with a little bit of edge today, man. You could just see it. That subtle confidence. I need to see that on Saturday, man. That's what I'm excited about. I, I, I want to see a team with a chip on their shoulder, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I want to, I want them to feel disrespected. I want them to be, to be like, people don't, don't look at us that way because honestly, people shouldn't, you haven't earned that yet. You haven't earned that right yet. And you have to go out there and earn that right. But that's where, that's where, when you look at last week's comments and the things that Marcus Freeman has said last week, Ryan, I think he said he, he you're hitting on the key point here is, what was Marcus Freeman's big talking point out of the game last week and out of the NC State game? Notre Dame can't beat Notre Dame. Yeah. That message is, guys, you can beat anybody if you play your game. And, and instilling that in them. But you can't you can't let other people or, you know, kind of get into a game by by you not playing your game. And, and it just feeds into the standard aspect of what he talks about. And this is the kind of game that can define that because if if it works in this game – then it's going to be something that you can build around for the rest of the season. Like, hey, guys, see, this is what I'm telling you. When you stick to what we talk about, when you stick to what we say, when you believe in yourselves, you believe in the man next to you, the man next to you and you got in hand in your business, this is what you're capable of. And I mean, what, is, what, building a, what is building a program, Brian? It's building a recipe for success right. that's sustainable. I mean, that's what right. it is, right? And that goes from recruiting to team building to everyday development and then on game days. That's what Coach Freeman – and his staff are trying to build. They're trying to build the blueprint, the recipe for them to be the best version of themselves and to be a championship contending team. And that starts the day-to-day as we always talk about. But that also starts in defeating a team that you are the underdog, right? Like you're, right. At, your, you're at your home stadium. You want to talk about more like bulletin board material? Guys, it's disrespectful 
because of how much how much swagger you have but also how much confidence you have in yourselves that you are playing a game at home on Saturday and people don't think you're going to win. That's right. Vegas doesn't think you're going to win. The national perspective thinks that Notre Dame is going to lose against Ohio State. And if you're a competitor, like I know Jane Greathouse is, like I know Benjamin Morrison is, like I know Sam Hartman is, you take that personal. You do. Because right. that means that they think that they're better than you. Does that does that sting? Like does that sting? Yeah. Does that make you upset? Does that piss you off? Like if, it should. And if it doesn't, then Notre Dame needs to continue to bring guys in that are going to elicit that change because they feel right. that disrespect. But I think that Notre Dame, this Notre Dame team, 2023 version, I think they have that inside of them. Yeah. I truly do. I think that they have a little bit of that chip that says that th- those guys think that they're better than you. How are you? How do you change that narrative? You beat them. You punch them in the mouth. Right. You come out and you and you play hard and you play fast. You play free and you come out with a W. That's what's on the line. So let's, Ryan, that's obviously what's on the line for Notre Dame. And we're, we're going to talk a lot more about that this week on the message board, on the website, on, in, in our shows. We're going to have a lot more to say about that this week. <laughs> Mark Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.